Hey, welcome everybody. It's time once again for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio with the man who's always talking about sales and has a giant pipeline running through his office there, Matt Hines. There's a giant pipeline here, Paul, um, this, at the home office. I, 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 I almost don't want you to jinx it because we've been having a lot of rain and I am in my home basement. Uh-huh. So I don't need any kind of pipeline coming through here. Nothing um, burbling up from the underground. No, 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 no wellspring I, of uh, new stuff here. Yeah. What I do need is a decent microphone. So like, <laughs> I know as we talked about yes. last week, this, hopefully this is my last episode using the, the webcam mic. And I know we did this audio only, but for, yeah. for you and John, this is what I'm dealing with. Like there's a boom and no mic. No mic. Room. It's uh, it's you got the wrong, you got the wrong pipe in the wrong place. You need a new pipe to uh, communicate with your uh, audience here. Well, I've learned a lot in the last week. I have learned about preamps. Yes. I have learned about XLR oh. um, cables. You're you're um, you're in it. You're talking my language now. So yeah, no, getting so excited. Amazon says before ten o'clock tonight. I'm hoping before our our CMO events in the morning. I get my new mic. I can look all you know. I can at least look official again. Maybe not sound official, but yeah. I can look good again. Um, sound good. We'll see. We'll we'll see where it goes. Well. Um, Paul, uh, thank you for that intro. Welcome everyone to another edition of Sales Pipeline Radio. Very happy to have you all here. If you are listening live on the Funnel Media Radio Network, thank you as always for making us part of your work from home workday or working and listening from wherever you are. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much for subscribing. Uh, We're having another strong start to the year, Paul, in terms of downloads and subscribers and very much appreciate everyone that's found us. And if you like what you hear today, and I imagine you will, uh, check out, we have over 250 episodes available on demand at salespipelineradio.com. Every week we do this show and are featuring some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing. Today, absolutely no different. Today, today, Paul, we actually have a little bit of B2B royalty here. People know John Miller as the co-founder of Marketo, but his OG status goes beyond that. If you if wow. you were involved in database marketing, B2B marketing, before marketing automation, you're probably familiar with a little uh, company called Epiphany, mm-hmm. uh, which was all about database marketing, which was all about precision marketing. And so from Epiphany to Marketo, to being the first person I heard anywhere utter, this is no longer going to be a lead-based effort. This is going to be an account-based effort. When mm. we're all like, what the hell does that mean? Mm. To Agagio, to demand-based, John Miller, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's, it's always good to talk to you. Is he going to give us any epiphanies today here? I'm going to, I'm pulling out my pad here. Are we going to have any light bulb moments go on here? Oh yeah, yeah you, I got some knowledge bombs to drop. Yeah, <laughs> okay, you, good. Just remember, you have a there's a quota on puns, Paul, and so you're you're, you're starting pretty early. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I haven't seen you in forever. I haven't talked to you since the acquisition. Always appreciate any time I get to to hear from you. It's not often you can say like any room you're in. John Miller's the smartest person in that room. If he walks in, just your insights, but also the humility you bring to it, and just how you have seen what's progressed over the last several years in B2B. And I'm not just blowing shit anywhere because I don't have any reason to, but just, it's been really, it's been impressive to watch your progression, your ideas, your career. And so it's exciting to have you here. And so I guess my big question is, what do we all spend money on next? What is coming in B2B? Yeah, well, thank you. I mean, although before I get into that, you know, first thing, you know, I'll say those on the radio, they come to me roll my eyes at some of that. So uh, <laughs> he uh, did, it's fine. Part of his humility. I mean, yeah, I'm thinking a lot about what's coming next. I mean, in some ways I didn't invent marketing automation, but I certainly helped make it popular. I didn't invent account-based marketing, but I certainly helped make it popular. Now I'm on to my next company and, and yeah, I mean, I think 
where do things go? You know, the account-based revolution isn't over. It's the first thing I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there, there's a ton of reasons why companies adopted account-based marketing. I think, Matt, I, I, I think I quoted you in, in my books, you know, saying, you know, salespeople don't close leads, they close accounts, yep. you know, or, or something to that effect. You had a good line about it. There's a reason why, you know, everybody's kind of adopted um, account-based. But I used to use the analogy of traditional demand generations fishing with a net, mm-hmm. whereas account-based marketing is fishing with a spear. You've probably seen me use that. You were, mm-hmm. you know, you throw your net out, you see who you catch, you don't know where you catch versus you go after the big fish. Right. But I've been thinking a lot about the limitations of both ABM and just the analogy of fishing with a spear, right? And, and it partly just comes down to it, it doesn't feel very good to get poked by a spear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what's behind that kind of funny throwaway line is, I think, fundamentally the, the fact that with traditional ABM, we would identify the accounts that we really wanted to go after and we'd go after them kind of regardless of whether they were interested in hearing from us or if it was the right time. Right. You know, and so you end up having this world where like we were doing traditional demand gen, which was great because we only called people who had high scores and we thought really actually were ready to be called. Mm-hmm. We had ABM where we were calling people regardless of whether they were interested is there some way to merge these concepts? You know, is there some way to sort of give, bring the engageability of inbounds with the precision and targeting of ABM? So that's what I've been noodling a lot about. And, you know, I, I think I've come up with a concept that, that I've sort of been playing with a little bit. And that's the phrase of account-based experience mm-hmm. or ABX. And, you know, I think you know, account-based experience is a kind of a customer-centric rethinking about how you kind of go after accounts, but really rooted on that buyer experience. It's about, you know, engaging with these modern buyers on their kind of own terms, like letting them be anonymous when they want to be anonymous, being really helpful and relevant when they're ready, always based on trust. And the other cool part about ABX is it sort of fixes the biggest problem in the ABM name, which is it had marketing in there. Right. Right. And as we all know, it's bigger than just marketing. It's, you know, it's kind of the whole go to market team. So anyway, we can talk more about it, but AB, I, you know, account-based experience is, I think, a pretty exciting concept. <clears throat> I like that. I mean, I was, my follow-up was going to be around sort of this, you know, how do we get beyond ABM? Like, I think that, you know, calling this account-based marketing from the beginning, I mean, it was a catchy phrase and I think it helped get marketers' attention. But if this is a marketing exercise, you're neutering its impact from the beginning. I was playing around with this earlier this week and doing some searches on LinkedIn, looking at titles and descriptions of people in our space. And I was pleased to see that there are far more people that are using the phrase account-based in their bio, in their title, than using the acronym ABM, right? So some of it is just writing out account-based marketing, but more often I think people are struggling with account-based what? Or, you know, I think, you know, you hear Topo and Craig talk a lot, but just, they just call it account-based, right? And sort of leave the rest blank. I love account-based experience. We've been just saying account-based go-to-market, which I think for us is like, is even for companies that, or frankly, I think your phrase and vision is better because it incorporates the whole customer experience. But for many companies that are trying to figure out, like, how do I step into this? Getting the go-to-market team aligned, meaning, you know, marketing, sales, sales support, that account-based go-to-market is more important. 
Yeah, I, I would say that the account-based experience is a go-to-market strategy, certainly. Yeah. You know, and does again, has that kind of sales and marketing piece, but I think it's really important to get that experience part into it here. Like, you know, we're, we're not going to just be reaching out to people no matter what, anytime, regardless of their interest, right? We're really going to understand where they are in their journey, what's going to be relevant to them and use all that data and intelligence to reach out in an appropriate way. Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with uh, John Miller, who's the co-founder of Marketo, the founder of Engageo, and now uh, leading uh, sales, leading marketing, go to market at Demandbase. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that talk about ABM, a lot of sort of ivory tower folks that sort of were able to write and speak on it, but you've been in the trenches, like helping make this work and figuring out, okay, like it's one thing to talk about account-based experience. Another thing to say, like, how do people execute it? As you think about sort of your time, especially at Engageo and your time over the last it feels like it's been a year, but it's probably been less, you know, now, you know, with Engage You and Demand Base pulled together, what have you learned and what are some of those catalysts of insight and innovation that are driving things forward? Well, I would, let's talk about a couple of different pieces. I mean, so one, branding was never really part of the ABM umbrella, yet you're kind of the brand that your company has and, and the way people perceive your brand is like frankly essential to the accounts experience Uh one of the important innovations is kind of how do you really bring that brand umbrella in and you heard me earlier kind of use the word trust Uh i've long believed that trust is by far the most important brand attribute in b2b because as we all know brands operate on emotions And in B2B, there's this asymmetry where a good purchase, a good decision helps your company, but a bad decision can cost you your job. That asymmetry, I think, ultimately leads buyers to really sort of want, you know, to have fear and other kind of negative emotions dominate the B2B buying process. Mm -hmm. And so the more we can sort of build a trusted experience the better that is for our brand. Yeah. And you can do that in account-based ways. Yeah. Um, obviously advertising, we can talk more about advertising as, as part of it, but it also has to do with kind of your word of mouth strategy, your customer advocacy strategy. There's a whole bunch of other things. Yeah. One of the things I want to cover, we may, I'm watching Paul here, we may run out of time before we got to take a quick break, is the fact that you are your chief marketing and product officer at Demandbase. And, and I think that that's a really important combination because whether you think about this as sort of being able to manifest the account-based experience or simply ensuring that the product and the product roadmap marches, matches the market opportunity, matches the needs that exist in the market. Uh, I think it's sometimes it's easy for companies to start based on market need, but then they evolve based on founder need or based on in, inside knowledge, not necessarily as the market evolves. Can you talk about the importance of making sure that product and the go-to-marketing experience teams are, are really tightly aligned in a company that is still leading efforts in a still emerging and growing market? Well, I think that last thing you said is the key point. The ABM platform or the ABX platform category feels a lot like marketing automation did circa kind of 2008, 2009, where it's finally getting to the point where there's a, an understanding of kind of what are the capabilities that are needed. Uh And there's a relatively small, finite set of key players that you need to look at. 
And, and that's not where ABM has been. Even just a year or two ago, I mean, the analysts just were completely perplexed about how to categorize this market because mm -hmm. there were so many different flavors of ABM vendors. But now there's really just a few. And mm -hmm. again, everybody has strengths and weaknesses, but we're starting to kind of fit into a very defined bucket. Yeah. So we're entering a new phase of the category where uh, it's about innovation within, it's about taking that forward as opposed to kind of figuring out what the hell this thing even is. That is a interconnected thing between your thought leadership, your go to content, your go to market and kind of what the product ultimately delivers. Got it. We'll definitely want to talk more about that. You know, right before we had to get started on the show, we we're talking about just how much demand base has changed in its approach and its go-to-market strategy. So I want to make sure we get into that, talk about um, just the evolution of marketing channels and platforms in general as things continue to move quickly. John Miller, uh, Chief Marketing Product Officer at Demand Base, joining us here on Sales Pipeline Radio. We got to take a quick break, pay some bills. We'll be right back on Sales Pipeline Radio. your dynamic marketplace of ever-changing customers, you can't rely on cold calls and random acts of marketing to fill your pipeline. Tomorrow's difference makers are B2B organizations building strategies and generating real predictable revenue. Heinz Marketing delivers measurable revenue results with our proprietary predictable pipeline approach. Every strategy is intentional. Every purpose is measured. And we're most focused on activities, we focus on outcomes. Learn more about our predictable pipeline approach by visiting HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. Okay, let's pick it back up with the men who put predictable into marketing. Is there such a thing as predictable marketing anymore here? Well, why not? I mean, I think that there's an awful lot of variables that, you know, can contribute to chaos, but you have to have a guiding light. You have to have a vision. You have to know what you're trying to do. You know, I love what John is, is evangelizing in terms of not just having account-based motions, but creating an account-based experience, building trust into that process, knowing that you're not going to convert someone just because you sent them a pretty email, that that is a body of work not, you know, a single point of marketing, probably not ultimately predictable, but if you do the right things in the right way in the right sequence, then yeah, there is a level of sort of, I think there's a level of structure and discipline you can create of that. And I think John, you know, the, what's fascinating to me is you're not quite disremediating yourself because you're no longer running Marketo, but where we went from sort of a lead-based world to an account-based world it changes not just the pivot of who we care about as an object in Salesforce, it changes the very tool set required to execute. So having something that communicates to as many people as possible now isn't as important necessarily as having a tool set that allows you to do precision relationship management, precision experience building to the right people in the right place at the right time at the right company. So, I mean, from that standpoint, if you're building a company from scratch, like I don't want to put merge in your mouth or anyone else's mouth, but if I'm building a company from scratch and building a Martech strategy from scratch, five years ago, I would say marketing automation was table stakes. I'm not sure it is anymore. I think you're right. I think the, I mean, there's a couple of like basic capabilities you need. You need the ability to send email. Like now maybe you can just do that with the sales engagement platform, you know, but somehow you need to be able to send emails in mass. Yep. Um, you need some forms and landing pages. Like pe people got to register for an event. Um, you probably ha need some other basic concept of a campaign just to kind of be able to track things. 
and, and there's no, none of the ABM platforms have those capabilities yet. You know, but what the ABM platforms have is the ability to create a single view of the account and the people at those accounts, ability to segment them and create audiences, and the ability to start kind of orchestrating interactions across channels. Uh-huh. The accounts and to the people at those accounts and measure the results. So increasingly, I think you are going to see a move towards the center of the stack being the sort of account-based platform, uh-huh. whatever word you want after the <laughs> account-based there, right. with marketing automation increasingly being relegated to just, you know, fancy email and landing pages. Well, that's an expensive email tool. I mean, like, you know, I would agree with you that, I mean, there's value in having sort of, you know, what we sometimes tell clients is the EFN is the email effing newsletter. Just like have some regular cadence for your broader audience that gets in their inbox, hopefully with value, with a good experience. I mean, MailChimp does that, Constant Contact does that. If you've got 40 million people you're mailing something to, maybe it can't. But if I think about all of the predictive tools and or the lead scoring tools and the workflow tools that are that you're paying for in some of those bitter marketing automation platforms. I need those not for everybody. I need those for the accounts I want to sell to, for the accounts that are in my ICP. So I think it's it's definitely helping. I think it doesn't change the role of CRM. It doesn't change the role of some of the sales engagement tools like the outreach and sales ops of the world. But in terms of sort of where marketing orchestrates at work, I think it does shift the center of gravity a little bit. 100%. We're definitely seeing that our customers. So we got a few more minutes before we got to let go. Our guest today, Chief Marketing Product Officer, B2B Marketing OG, John Miller. And you mentioned before we came on, like it's a whole new, it's a whole new demand base. And we don't want to make this a product pitch, but I think we continue to see some key players leading the field and demand base has been a leader in ABM for a very long time. The acquisition of Engageo, I think was, you know, seen a lot by a lot of people as a further doubling down on sort of, you know, just being aggressive at going after the market and sort of really realizing the more comprehensive vision and opportunity that exists as a platform in the account-based space. Talk a little bit about what the last few months have been like, uh, sort of getting in, combining the products and visions and sort of creating what I'm sure is uh, sort of some aggressive goals and plans for 2021. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean base, you know, is sort of the original ABM vendor and it's certainly the largest by revenue and customer count. But I won't lie. I mean, just as early as nine months ago, demand base had fallen behind on the product. There's no doubt about it. You know, other companies innovated faster, executed better, and built out more. And the reason I got excited when I saw the opportunity to merge Engage and demand base together was because I know this category inside out. And, and I saw you assemble these two jigsaw pieces. Mm-hmm. And it is the most complete platform in every aspect of ABM. And just let, would let us kind of leapfrog ahead. You know, I think we did a remarkably good job of bringing the platforms together. And, you know, so the new unified solution is out there in GA. So it's a, it's a new solution, you know, that kind of, you know, any, any old reviews or reports or rankings or anything kind of on the old demand base are, are outdated. There is this whole, whole new thing. And we're seeing the momentum in the business accordingly. Based on that product momentum, that's why I'm taking over marketing. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, how do we sort of rebuild the brand, right? You know, let everybody see, you know, this isn't your grandfather's demand base. This isn't the sleepy 15 year old company that you think you know, Yeah. right? This is the new innovator and leader in, in, in MarTech and in B2B MarTech, you know? And so that, that's, my, that's my goal, that's my strategy for the year. 
So talk a little bit about sort of what that means. Because I think, you know, depending on when people started paying attention to account-based and or the tools, you have a different idea of what it is. You know, we're, oh, we're just putting target account, target ads in front of the target people. Or, you know, oh, we're just sort of, it's just giving us signals without execution opportunities. So for those that either, you know, haven't been paying attention or just haven't been watching over the last few months, like when you say new demand base and new like platform, like what are, what does that do? Like what are some of the core functions and, and capabilities that it offers that people need to be thinking about to do, to do account-based well right now? Yep. Well, it starts by building your account foundation a single view of the accounts and the people at those accounts, you know, and that's the fundamental problem that I had trying to do this myself back at Marketo. Right. You can't be account based when your systems aren't. And so you need something that brings all your data together from all your systems and touch points. And then you can use that to then start to build really sophisticated audiences and segments. Mm-hmm. That's the first piece. The second piece is the predictive and AI capabilities so that you can sort of use, you know, intent data to know who's in market, who, which companies are actually sh- like raising, like saying, Hey, now's the time to call me. Now is when I actually am interested. Uh, as well as which are the right fit accounts for you. So you're really finding and pinpointing, you know, the accounts that are the ones that your sales and Martin SDR team should be focusing on. The third piece is then orchestrating the interactions. There's both the orchestration component of just making sure all the channels work together in harmony. And then there's the actual in-channel execution. You know, the most popular channel for account-based work is account-based advertising. So every ABM vendor has some aspect of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a real strain for demand base. Our customer list is ridiculous. When you look at the companies that, you know, big, you know major B2B companies that rely on this tool for, for advertising. But so you have advertising, you have website personalization, and then you have integration to the other channels, whether it's direct mail, you, we talked about outreach and sales loft for sales orchestration and making sure those all work in harmony. Mm-hmm. It's almost like marketing automation, but at the account level. The next piece then is um, really working closely with the sales team, sales intelligence, sales insights, making sure they know what's going on and have the ability to sort of coordinate the interactions you know, with them. And then last, but sort of obvious piece in any one of these things is the ability to then measure everything that's working with an account-based lens. You know, moving from a lead waterfall to an account funnel doing multi-touch attribution at the account lens, you know, things like that. Yeah. So, you know, really everything I just told you could have been describing marketing automation, like a complete marketing automation platform, except it's the account-based lens. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to be excited about in there. Um, You know, I think especially if you've been thinking about account-based platforms as something that is mostly sort of an advertising and marketing platform, I think you heard some stuff there that sort of really sort of wholly expand the way you think about the impact this can have, not only on the sales organization, the overall go-to-market motion, but also on how to build and create those experiences. So John, uh, just real quick, like where can people learn a little more about sort of the new sort of demand-based vision? Um, I know you're also well-known for just big books of value and great assets to teach people, like where for people that want to just better understand the uh, potential for account-based right now, uh, where can they go and learn? You know, I mean, the, I guess the main thing I was encur- I would encourage folks who think they know demand base to really come check out the new demand base, get a demo, see, take a look at this thing. You're going to be really surprised by how much is there, especially if you have any preconceived notions about this platform. Well, even though you're probably not getting any many more planes than I do, John, right now, you're a busy man. I really appreciate you doing this. Uh, John Miller, Chief Marketing Product Officer for Demandbase. 
definitely check out what they've got going. Definitely one of the leaders in the space. And if John's running product and marketing, they will very likely continue to be so. Paul, this has been fun. Well, tune in next week to see if I figured this out or if I'm still yelling into my web. So on behalf of my great producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. And with that, we wrap up another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio right here on the Funnel Radio channel for at-work listeners like you.